Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Plenty of Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert signed his extension, and it feels like the dominoes are going to fall. Training camp is finally here. Thank goodness. Um, can't wait to get to some training camp storylines. But um, just fantastic news for the Cincinnati Bengals today. They announced that uh, Cheeto is off the pup after being there, I want to say, about 48 hours, maybe 72. Uh, they, and I and I wasn't even surprised because you can take a player off there at any point um, during right. this time uh, period. In the Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the during training camp-ish. Training camp, what, preseason too, right? Yeah. It's once the regular season starts, pup is like, what, six weeks? It is. It is. So yeah. that's when you get, it gets a little tricky. But they decided, hey, you know what? Cheeto's really good to go. We watched some of those videos when they were there for minicamp, and Cheeto was on the side. And it was like, oh, maybe Cheeto is going to be good to go. But don't rush him back because he's a corner. He obviously tore his ACL on Halloween night. Everybody remembers that game and was able to, uh, I mean, it seems like if you're clearing him and, and he's good to go, to, to be determined on what it looks like for training camp, if he's still going to take it pretty slow or if he's going to go heavy with the rest of the secondary. But um, I thought that was awesome news for Cheeto today. I agree. I, I'm surprised actually a little bit. Just, I think this means I'm not going to fully guarantee he starts week one, mm -hmm. but this is certainly positive news for that regard. Now I will reiterate like I've done all year. Don't expect 2021 Cheeto to start the year. I think you just have to give him a few weeks to shake off a little rust and feel confident in his knee. Joe Burrow went through it, you know, like he wasn't as good early in that year as he was late in that year, if you remember that, yep. which they also took it easy on him. But, you know, just guys that take a year-long injury and a serious injury like an ACL, just give them till about the year mark before you kind of start expecting high-quality play out of him. Not to say he's going to be bad. I'm just saying if he's 
a little under where he was previously, that's okay. That's that's perfectly fine. Now, if he's terrible, you like kind of go like, oh, hold on. <laughs> but I don't expect that. I expect him to play pretty well. I just, I'm not personally expecting him to play at the level he did in 2021, which was Pro Bowl caliber play, I would say. I wouldn't say all pro level, but I'd say Pro Bowl level for sure. I think of um, just even this past season, early in, in the year, I, I want to say it was the Atlanta game. I could be wrong. It could have been, um, it could have, maybe it was the Kansas City game. How am I mixing both of them up when he stopped the player at the goal line because of the hit? Was it a, oh, are you talking about Atlanta? Atlanta. Why did I think it yeah, was? Yeah, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just slammed Because Kyle Pitts, down. I think, scored one touchdown all year, and that yeah. was one of the ones he couldn't get. <laughs> right there. I mean, Cheeto comes flying in, and I'm like, right. okay, this dude is is absolutely amazing. And we, we had discussions on the podcast when we were thinking about the MVPs on the side of the defense. And I've said it numerous times. I'm like, oh, Cheeto or DJ Reader, which I would. And at, well, at that point, Reader had missed a few weeks. So I think Cheeto was the answer for both of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody could roll the tape and see I'm lying. I, but I'm not lying. I just would have forgotten. But if I'm looking back, I know Reader was awesome once he came back and he was awesome all year. But at the point Cheeto got injured, you could look at it and go like, well, Reader missed a few weeks. So considering that, I think you can look at Cheeto as you know, the high watermark of the defense at the time because he was still giving you Pro Bowl level play. It wasn't down from 2021 and uh, he missed no time. Now, it just happened. He had a bad injury, but... I think I think by the end of the year in the playoffs is where it's going to be most important, and that's where I think he, where I'm expecting mm-hmm. around Pro Bowl level play again. Yeah, at least I'm expecting high end starter play. I think about I watched the clip of it the other day because I haven't watched the whole Super Bowl. Um, I, I just can't go back and rewatch it. But I he, when he had that inter- when he had that interception. Yeah. I mean, it just felt Jesse like Jesse Bates and him both had those interceptions. It was well, his Bates's interception was nice and all, but mm-hmm. uh, it was a great play. It was. I don't want to take anything away. Yeah, I think it was actually a better play in a vacuum than Cheeto's. But when Cheeto caught the interception, I remember thinking okay. the Bengals were gonna win. It was the third quarter. I mean, everything third quarter, he just and scored. If they went and just scored a touchdown. I think they would have won. I think it would have been too much, but but it's okay. Couldn't we're, get not, it. we're not going uh, back. It was just a Cheeto. It was a Cheeto um, highlight that I had remembered. And, and, and just overall, I agree with you. I think it's absolutely huge that Cheeto's there. Look, this is more, and I hate to say this to people, but I just want to be realistic. This is more than likely Cheeto's last year in Cincinnati. They drafted yes, DJ Turner for a reason. He's going to go get paid. And I hope, I hope Cheeto gets paid the bag because he just mm-hmm. had the season of his life with the Cincinnati hey, Bengals. Season and a half. And this would be, two and a half seasons of really high quality play. Yep. Like it's not just one season contract year. Like once he signed the deal, he didn't have a, I just got paid lazy year. No. He had a, I'm going to show him. I'm going to show Dallas what they're missing. I'm going to yep. show the Bengals that they've got a steal. I'm going to play up to this deal. And look, I, I think he was awesome. I think he's been awesome. I think he'll be awesome at least by the end of the year and into the playoffs. And if you're going to play high quality play, do it in the playoffs, right? And yeah. that's where you get noticed. That's where everybody's going to be watching you. And all the teams that might want to pay you are going to be watching you in the playoffs. They're not going to be watching week one Bengals-Browns. No. <laughs> At least, well, they might, but it's not going to be the general manager, head coach. You know, they've got other things to worry about. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he gets a giant bag. It's probably not from Cincinnati unless – I always come up with a scenario on how these guys get paid. 
I mean, if he is like the best corner in the league right away, maybe you do pay him. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the cap is only, it's only going to get. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's only going up. It's only going up. We'll worry about it later. You know what? The Cincinnati Bengals put 20 million of their own money into pay core stadium renovations and mm-hmm. making it, you know, just adding more to it. And maybe the Taylor Swift money came in. I don't know. I don't know. But hey, 20 million during a year where you have to pay some guys. Great work on them. Uh, but yeah, with Cheeto, I hope he has a great season. It's really exciting that he's going to be, um, you know, back out there. He's cleared, but to be determined on week, what week one looks like, we are going to be down to like, it's going to be a month away. We're about five, six weeks away from the opener. So uh, to be determined what that looks like, Leo Collins is still someone they are taking their time with. Look, that one, I wouldn't be surprised if mm-hmm. Lyell is going to start the season on the pup. But, you know, crazier things have happened. Mm-hmm. Three things with Lyle. One, he's older. Actually, four things. Two, he's heavier. And that's always harder on your lower extremities, obviously. Three, the knee injury was worse. He tore more than just the ACL. And then uh, four, I had something. I already forgot it. But but I said older, heavier, worse injury. Oh, and later in the year. It happened later in the year. So those four things are working against him compared to Cheeto, where I would be surprised if he's out there week one, even if – he's not starting and they just want to ease him in as mm. like the sixth lineman. I'd still be surprised. I'm kind of, what do you think? Like week four, week six, somewhere in that range is what I'm kind of expecting from him. Also, he was injured all last year. He was. And you don't, maybe his back is getting a break, mm-hmm. but he's not getting to just R and R right now. He's got to do a ton of rehab, which isn't fun. So Lyle was one of the people that um, stayed in Cincinnati to work out between when minicamp ended and training camp, which is here. And I think personally for him, the most important thing, I, I said it on a podcast with someone else earlier this week, and I said, I feel like the Cincinnati Bengals were one offensive lineman or one healthy offensive lineman away from two Lombardis, or at least one for sure. And that is the most, besides the secondary that we just talked about, and obviously having Cheeto there in the end, that stuff is extremely important in January. Um, health. You obviously want as many guys as healthy as possible, but the offensive line was brutal. It was brutal in the biggest games of Joe Burrow's career, the AFC Championship game twice, because I'm going to count the one when he went to the Super Bowl if we look back at that offensive line. And then you look at the one last year with the injuries. Um, it's so important. If, so, if someone like Lyell can be available uh, for the back half of the season, we don't know what that looks like when it comes to the health of the offensive line. Or maybe Jonah's not working out at right tackle, or maybe Cordell Volson is struggling at guard and you're set, you say, you know what? I'm going to flip Lyell into guard. You know, you want to put your yeah. best players out there. That's what's extremely important for me personally. It just really feels like he's going to be a part of the team. And I think that's absolutely huge. Um, he's another one everybody feels pretty optimistic about right now. But obviously the Cincinnati Bengals are going to take it slow with him. And I am totally fine with doing that. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and get to some of the camp battles right now. And some of the things we're probably going to hear as the rest of the players hit the field. It's the best shape of their lives. This guy's the MVP uh-huh. of camp, the sleeper of camp. Su- the superlatives, uh, I think, is what we could call. Yes, let's do it. Bit. Okay. Who is in the best shape of their life? Jackson Carmen. Oh, that's the layup. Okay, I'll, I'll find somebody else. Um, man, it happened to T. Higgins twice in a row, which is kind of weird because mm-hmm. it usually doesn't happen to those guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm going to go with top of my head i think i think 
man, Jackson Carmen's so easy. I'm gonna I go. I think I think I think people might say it about Cordell Volson. Just not even best shape of his life, but oh wow, look at that body transformation. He looks different because he did look a little bit different in that one softball uh, clip. Or were they hitting baseballs? I don't even remember. But off season swinging a bat. Yeah, 100%. Now we have to go to the sleeper. Okay. Uh, sleeper, Irv Smith. Oh, man. Now I'm, thinking, now I'm taking the layup. <laughs> no, you want, no, 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 no. That's a really good one. Um, I'm trying to think of outside of the offensive line because it just feels so easy to point to the offensive line for all of this. But then a playmaker would be good for that. Um, sleeper, mm-hmm. it's going to it's going to connect with rookie because I know it's easy to say. Okay. It's going to be the rookie. Uh, I think it's. I think we're going to hear about uh, – Chuck Sizzle. It's gonna oh, okay. Gonna Charlie Jones. I think for the superlative of, wow, this guy's blowing us away at camp, it's Andre Yosivas. I think there's, he's just going to make some big catches and yeah, show off the athleticism. Do you have anybody for that? Oh, the guy who just stepped up. Oh, ooh, goodness. I feel like I'm going really easy when it comes to rookies. Chase Brown Yeah, might be someone. I was thinking of that too. Remember the Chris Evans one? <laughs> it was always like, Chris Evans is... Wow, he's blowing us away. Looks the part, all that stuff. Um, ah, do we have anything else, or should we get to camp battles? Camp battles, let's do it. Okay. Um, so start with, I think, the easiest one. Jonah Williams, Jackson Carmen, and if Collins could be healthy, but we just did, talked a lot about that. I don't think Collins is in the week one battle. I think it's Jonah Williams versus Jackson Carmen. Yeah, and I think it's going to be Jonah Williams. Um, I agree. I, I, There's nothing against Jackson Carmen. Um, look, I, if, if Jackson Carmen can outperform Jonah Williams at right tackle, then great. Put the best players out there to help win football games. That's the only thing that matters. And they're going to do that. It's not a favorite player or anything like that. They drafted Jonah's replacement while he was still on the team, or they uh, picked up Jonah's replacement as he was still on the team. So they do not care about that. They want to put the best guys out there. But I just feel like Jonah Williams, um, you know, he, he's been really working hard on, on that side and, and just knows, and he even said it to the media, like, look, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to compete at right tackle. And I'm all about it. He has a good attitude. And, um, yeah, Jonah Williams. The other big one to me is just Nick Scott and – Jordan Battle, and maybe you could throw Dax Hill into that, but I think they're going to start Dax Hill just sunk cost type thing of like, well, even if he doesn't look like one of the best three, as long as he's close, they're going to play him because first round pick, you got to see what you got. Uh, So I'll say Nick Scott versus Jordan Battle, and I'm giving that to Nick Scott. I mean, I feel less confident about that than I do Jonah Williams, but I do feel pretty good about it. It's just for me personally what Lou Anarumo said in the past. Look, rookie in, in the perfect world, Cam Taylor Britt wouldn't have played his rookie year um, that much. Wouldn't have played that much. I, I don't want to say that. because It was injury related. Yeah. Well, actually, though, he was on his way. If you remember, Eli Apple got benched at halftime of the You're Falcons right. game. You're right. You're right. And it was kind of coincidence that, you know, Cheeto gets hurt and Apple stays on the field. But I think Apple was kind of getting worked to the bench a little bit for the rookie. And I want to take a little bit back what I said. I don't want that to sound negative towards Cam Taylor-Britt because I'm pumped about him. He is so Mm -hmm. fun, and his year two should be absolutely awesome. And him getting those reps, unfortunately, Cheeto had to go down, and and that's the way it worked out for him. And it could have been different. It could have been Cheeto and Cam Taylor-Britt last year, but it just worked out that way uh, for them. And I'm I'm very excited to see more of Cam Taylor-Britt. What does that look like with Cheeto, Um, a healthy Cheeto, and Cheeto's ready to go, and and he feels okay out there? I think it's exciting. Really great for the secondary. Uh, But yeah, I, I would just say 
you know, it's not Lou's favorite thing to do. And he's admitted it before um, when, it, when he was in Miami, he didn't, he didn't want to put a guy like a rookie out there in the secondary yeah. right away. And um, I, I don't think that's what they want to do. Could we see certain moments and games um, maybe mid season or at different times because Lou is a genius, 100% he could put him out there and maybe get him some reps and get him comfortable because you never know when somebody's going to go down and you have to start your rookie. So, you know, maybe he'll surprise us and we'll see it, but I do, I think it's going to be Nick Scott. Do I think it's going to be, they're picking up right where they left off without Jesse Bates and Von Bell. No, I think it's going to be some learning curves. We still haven't seen Dax Hill really out there in the safety position at all in this defense. So um, it's going to take some time, but yeah, I would say Nick Scott, but we're going to hear so much about Jordan Battle, Nick Scott. We sure are. Yeah. And I think the other part that's working for Scott is to me, I want to put a guy out there that's been in the NFL with Dax Hill because Dax Hill ha doesn't have the experience playing True. all of this I think he fits pretty well with Dax Hill. He plays a lot of deep stuff, so Dax Hill can do what he did in college a little bit, play underneath, do that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just think you probably don't want to start two rookies, at least at the start of the year. Like, if Jordan Battle takes over in week 10 and there was a Nick Scott, like, two-week injury and Jordan Battle came in and he was great and Dax Hill has settled in, I think you probably just roll with Battle. Mm -hmm. But... If there's no injury or anything, I don't know. I could see Nick Scott starting all year. Got to remember, sort of about a late third round pick. I mean, he's really impressed, and they had a second round grade on him, and Nick Saban loved him. And he started for the Alabama defense as a freshman. So did Jonah Williams. Uh, but uh, the yeah, well, um, so I think he's I think he's a high floor guy. I think he's gonna be good. I just I think it's Nick Scott because Nick Scott has played. In high moment situations, he mm -hmm. started that Super Bowl and he played pretty well in it. He was better in the other playoff games, I think, but he wasn't bad in that Super Bowl. And he started all last year for the Rams. And I mean, personally, I thought he was as good, if not better than Taylor Rapp, at least for what the Bengals are going to want him to do. And I think a lot of Bengals fans want Taylor Rapp. Two quick camp battles yes. that I think I'm even more confident on who's going to win that. Brad Robbins over Drew I Christman, was just about even though I, I think Drew Christman's an awesome guy. I love what he's doing with DoorDash and everything like that. Um, I hope he makes the practice squad as the backup punter and they I keep paying him. But you drafted a punter, he's going to win that job. Unless, I guess, I, I mean, I guess Jake Elliott lost the kicker job. Ooh, isn't that <laughs> well, always, He's still and then And then won a Super Bowl that <laughs> same year as a rookie kicker. Um, but eh, what is what it is. We wouldn't have Evan McPherson if right. we had Jake Elliott. Uh, so I think Brad Robbins wins that job. I'm like 90% confident, if not more, in that one. And Trent Taylor versus um, Chuck Sizzle, Charlie Jones, for the punt return I think it's job. easy. And I think it's easier. I think it's going to be Charlie Jones, because you're not going to cut your fourth-round pick. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, I, I guess another one could be what Trent Irwin versus Charlie Jones for outside receiver. But uh, Trent Irwin made plays. Trent Irwin, I Trent think people are I think people are underrating Trent Irwin. This. I see some people say you might cut him. I'm like I would not cut this guy. It's it's a recent. It, it, it's because of the AFC Championship game when Tyler Boyd, he was forced into the slot. He's yeah. six two, two hundred and something pounds. Like he's not a slot guy. Height, plenty of time. Well, I, I guess that's how big Boyd is. But Boyd, Boyd, Boyd's great change of direction guy. Trent yeah. Woods an outside guy to me. You know, he's yeah. not the best change of direction, but he makes he makes plays. He's a good receiver. Yeah, no, I I um I agree with you. I think Trent Irwin's going to be on on the squad. I yeah. I think it's going to be Charlie versus Taylor. To be completely honest with yeah. you, yeah, I th and I think that's like a one-to-one -one comparison. Yeah. Punt return backup slot, 
Hey, in your future at slot receiver. Yeah. So they're it, 100%. He's going to be more of a special teams guy, but, uh, and hopefully that's the case because that means all the wide receivers are healthy. Wanted to hit one more. Yeah, Do you ahead. have any guys that could be an unexpected cut? Sheesh. I wouldn't say unexpected, but could be a possibility, even though I like him for depth. Um, it, this is terrible to say. I'm going to say Hakeem. And that's that's a terrible unexpected. That's not unexpected for Bengals fans. I know. I know. But it I, is a little bit for – I'm not saying unexpected. I think he's bubble. I, I know. Bubble. I shouldn't – that's a terrible – But I think, he has a, I think he has a decent shot to make the team. I'm not saying these guys won't find a home anywhere else. I'm just – no, I picked a terrible one. Give me one. I picked a terrible one. I was trying to think too fast, and Hakeem isn't a good one. I think there's a few. I think Trey Hill could lose the job to Ben Brown. I think that's a true camp battle for backup center. Um, I think – I think oh, – unexpected. Would a Marcus Bailey-Joe Batchy cut if they only want to keep four linebackers be unexpected tell me what they're doing with logan wilson not that he was going to replace logan wilson yeah. or anything like that but i just need all the depth in the world at linebacker <laughs> well i think you're hoping those guys make the practice squad if they do end up getting cut i think a real surprising one if he doesn't show enough would be tyson anderson fifth round pick last year because he didn't get much run last year <laughs> with the injury i'm hoping he makes a team i think he's i think he's got a lot of athleticism high potential special teamer and maybe could even play on the defense, but yeah, I think that's one that could kind of be a little surprising. Um, if DJ Ivy shows everything, do they do they cut Jalen Davis? Do they cut? Yeah, uh, they just what sign Sidney Jones? Do they do they cut him? It's I think that could be a surprising. There's no big surprise though. Like I don't think they're gonna Max Sharping. That could be a surprising a little bit cut. Although I think Bengals fans are sour on him as well. They want to bring the Commanders uh, guy back home. It was just oh, you know, you know uh, what uh, the commander? Oh, Norwell, yeah, Andrew Norwell. If you sign Andrew Norwell, I mean, he's going to compete with Cordell Volson for that starting yeah. left guard job. I think nobody but, wants to talk about that. But, uh, uh, but uh, the real surprising cover Bengals fans, though, that I'm almost kind of expecting, Chris Evans. <laughs> you know, I think everybody's moved on. I think the hype, the- I think the hype has moved on. Okay. I think it has. I Chase think, Brown's going to take the hype. I think people finally listened when I said on the podcast, look, that opportunity in the Super Bowl was missed. and uh, That's such a domino effect, too, because they were trusting him, and then he just gets rerouted by Ernest Jones, and he just didn't see the field again, really, on meaningful snaps. It's like it, – it's almost like that's the one thing we needed you to do. It's like if you can't do that, we're just rolling with P. Ryan. Yeah, and, and they didn't – P. Ryan was – Stepped up. He was good. He was. I miss Pete Ryan. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, mine was a terrible. Hakeem, people don't expect that. People wanted him gone last year like five million times. So, uh, or not even last year, the year before when he, when he was out there. But uh, I still think. Gotta he's- remember, he's not supposed to be out there. He's not. Isn't it? Okay, we're going to move on and we are going to end this podcast. But there's one more thing I'm going to say. It is absolutely insane that Joe Burrow had that offensive line against the Rams. Yeah. I mean, do you ever like watch back and two of them – I think Quentin Spain was pretty good all year. Yeah. But he did he I think people forget he was carted off the field You're against right. the Chiefs. And I don't think he was healthy at all for that playoff run, but he's gutted through it so that they wouldn't be down another starting offensive lineman. Be kind of looking like well, Quentin Spain doesn't have a job, even though I think he maybe should. Um Fred Johnson started in that game. Doesn't have a job. If Hakeem Adeniji gets cut, it's kind of like, ugh, who? That was your line. There might be somebody out there who signs him, but that's almost like Fred Johnson, where it's like, he might not 
find an NFL. So then three out of your five star, four. Trey Hopkins started that game. He doesn't. He's on the NFL. Like Jonah Williams would. We're very close to Jonah Williams being the only guy left in the NFL two years later from that Super Bowl. That's why it's impressive what he Joe was able to do um, and, and almost win the game. Almost had the walk-off uh, to Jamar Chase, and he saw him. Uh, but, no, we're not going back. We're moving on because training camp is officially here. We will have your mailbag questions. We went over about 10 minutes on this podcast. There's plenty to talk about, which I'm fine with that. Hopefully the next time we talk to you guys, there's more news maybe in the, you know on the extension side. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, do you have anything going on on all Bengals coming soon? I think – relatively soon I will write kind of like an entire defensive and offensive pre preview of what to expect and review of what they did last year but I haven't done that yet I'm actually just currently I've been watching defenses just like what are like the real interesting defensive coordinators doing which is actually why I went back and watched that AFC championship game as related to I'm going to watch Steve Spagnolo because I think he's a great defensive coordinator and let's see what he's been doing. Please stop putting Lou and Arumo highlights on your Twitter because Patrick Mahomes follows you now. And um, we don't, <laughs> you know, that was ridiculous. I can't, I couldn't believe I, I saw the notification and I went, okay, that's the chiefs fan. Right. And I click it and it said like 2.4 million followers. And I was like, yeah, this no. is, this is the real Patrick Mahomes had to no. take a screenshot. Want to let everybody know. Oh, you can let it. That's a flex. That's a flex. No, no, he he has he has unfollowed. It's okay. <laughs> you know, what? I think I think it was an accident. Like maybe if it was a burner or something, maybe he thought he was on a burner. Maybe it was something related to that, or maybe he meant to mute me, which I've never. No, 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 no. He probably went to go click on one of your videos of the breakdown of uh, the Chiefs. I think it does mean he has seen me on Twitter, though. Yep. Yep, he had to get there for a reason, but um, good. I don't want him to see any of the loose secrets. So, uh, yeah, he's so, on burner doing it. Yeah, he's on his burner doing it. Uh, but no, that's a flex. He followed you for a while. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll always have the screenshot, and I will treasure that. You should. And speaking of Twitter, make sure you follow Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. We'll have plenty to talk about on Thursday after training camp, two days in the books. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.